0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 16 of Control Issues. You can watch Control Issues' as Facebook live posts every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hop on Facebook, like Control Issues, and then follow the page as well to get notifications of when the episodes will be taped live. Every Tuesday, I have a guest If I can find someone Um, and I host a guest who I interview with topics about recovery and personal growth. And I'm really looking forward to the next couple of guests that I'm going to have on where we dive into some topics that are new and stuff that you may not have thought of before. On this episode 16, I was by myself. I dropped the ball and didn't plan on a guest, and so that's why I kind of was giggling at myself about having a guest or not. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, follow it, Control Issues at Control Issues Podcast on Instagram to stay updated and you know get some inspirational messages and see me get really vulnerable. If you have any feedback on the podcast, shoot me a DM on Facebook or on Instagram, and you can also send me an email at controlissues19 um, at gmail.com. So just controlissues19 at gmail.com. So thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 16 of Control Issues. I am taping Facebook Live, and it's just me today because... I am a notorious procrastinator. Um, I may seem really responsible, and I do like to plan a lot of things, but there's certain aspects of my life that I procrastinate in, and uh, this was one of them this week, so I didn't ask someone in enough time to be my guest, and I just kind of put it off because I didn't feel like it. I've been not feeling like it for a lot of things recently. Um and I'm gonna kind of get into that. Um, I hope you all will be here and watch with me and answer some, qu- or excuse me, ask some questions. You can use them too. Um, but yeah, so ask some questions, drop them in the comments. Uh, let's see what you've got. And I'll do my best to give my experience on them. Uh, I am not um, the be all and end all of recovery. Um, I'm not a professional in recovery. I'm just a human being having a human experience uh, that happens to be one that's a path where I'm trying to better myself. Um, and one of which where I work a 12 step program, not only for um, alcoholism, which uh, shows up as alcoholism and addiction, uh, kind of like a carrot and a vegetable or same thing, just two different versions, I guess, or whatever, Uh, stole that from Kim Barron. I guess she could probably describe that better. And then also for an eating disorder, Um, I struggle with anorexia as well. um, And I work a 12-step program for that. So yeah. So like I mentioned, I have been struggling with this feeling of like, I just don't want to do certain things. I just like put everything off or put certain things off. I still show up when I am needed. I still, you know, Do mostly what's asked of me, but the person that I am in a resting state is inherently selfish, but also kind of like a super achiever. I wouldn't say an overachiever, but I try and do the most because I feel like I have to make up for things in my past, but also like if I just do more and I show up more, people will appreciate and love me. Um, I've struggled with that for a long time. A lot of my upbringing in the church. I read a lot of things in the Bible that told me that, you know, or my perception of it really was that if I just worked harder, people would like me more or God would love me more. And then through more in-depth research and more reading, um, I realized that like really, you know, He inherently loves us all. Whether or not you believe in God or a Christian form of that, that's not what I'm, I'm not here to preach a Christian message. But what I'm here is to share my experience and that of realizing that like love is not earned. It's not earned by however many times I show up at someone's house with flowers and cupcakes. It's not earned by however many times I push in chairs or put them away in meetings. It's not earned by remembering every little detail of people. Now, those are parts of who I am, right? I I hope that... I can spread joy to people's lives and I know I like it when someone remembers that my favorite flower is a peony or that I really love tacos or that like I'm a huge Patriots fan. And those are just small examples, but you know, I try and remember those things about other people because it feels good when someone remembers those things. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I haven't really wanted to do a lot of things want to like i haven't at all i don't i don't want to get up on time i don't want to do anything minus like being on tiktok and sleeping lately um The world is weird right now. And I wish I could say it's weird right now. That's probably the wrong word. The world is always weird. It's just kind of in our faces so much more right now. And it's had a lot of impact on me emotionally. Um, I already have emotional problems. And then I have all these things that are issues that I feel so super passionately about. And um, I've been running into a lot of conflict in my life because other people do not feel the same way about basic human rights issues. Um, so it's made me uncomfortable and it's made me kind of want to just like crawl in my shell and not do anything. Um, that's how depressing, depression can show up, right? You can be a very like functioning person with depression. You can be very functioning with any mental health issue. Um, but just caught me a little bit off guard recently I have the tools I know what I'm supposed to do I just haven't kind of wanted to do any of it so I'm doing the bare minimum thus no guest this week I have an awesome guest for next week um, his name is Taylor and he's gonna come on and we're going to talk about healthy masculinity and some other topics um, that are not directly related to being sober but are things that we need to hear about in life and and hopefully a message that someone can gain from and recognizing you know, what is healthy masculinity and hear from Taylor's experience. I'm very excited to have him on next week. So shout out to Taylor. Um, I look forward to having you on next week. If you're still here after the first few minutes of me kind of rambling on, I'm so grateful that you're here. Uh, You can continue to support control issues by following my Instagram page at control issues 19. On that page, I try and post updates and you do do a better job of posting more things I'm definitely by no means a social media influencer at, at all, um, but I do know that I could probably do better in that aspect. Um, and then also liking and following the Control Issues Facebook page so that you can watch these lovely Facebook Lives. The audio version of every episode comes out on Mondays at midnight. So it's in the middle of the night. Um, When you wake up, you can listen to it. So if you can't be a part of the live episodes and if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, thank you for that too. Um, So you don't have to watch it on Facebook if you don't want to see my face or um, tune in at 7pm on Tuesdays because I know it's not always the best time. You can listen after the fact and those are available all the way back to good old episode one. Um, I'd strongly suggest if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to some of those other episodes, because there were some incredible guests that I probably need to listen to again. Um, great messages, um, you know. Bethany was awesome and still is an awesome woman. I love you, Bethany. Um, you know, so many Leslie, great people. Um, you know, Spencer brings his own form of spice. Um, and so, please feel free to listen to those. Um, check them out. There was no video of them uh, for the first handful because. I mean, actually, that's that's not totally true. Episode two was taped live at the Most High Studios. So shout out to Most High Studios. Um, They're doing incredible things. Their podcast is wonderful. Um, They kind of and then Adam Abramowitz, you know, he does Inside the Mind's Eye, which feeds in and they marry stuff together. And so both of those are great, um, avenues of things to listen to. And I owe a lot to them for getting me started with this and offering a a space for me to podcast and (laughs) making me uncomfortable with my first Facebook live with someone I barely knew. Um, so yeah, that was a good time. Um, but as the great Brene Brown would say, vulnerability is a true measurement of courage. So here I am to get vulnerable with you all and get vulnerable today. And we'll see how it goes. This may be a shorter episode if no one shows up and asks questions, but I'm going to do my best to talk about a couple of things that are going on in my life today and what I know that I should be doing in, in response to those and just share my experience with you all. So the world right now, is tumultuous, mercurial. It's just like an ever swirling vortex of Facebook bullshit, really, you know. Um, And some of it is incredible stuff. Um, I've seen a lot of beautiful things come out of the time that we're in in 2020. 2020, I've seen it compared to a weird game of Jumanji. And that is so true. Like whoever's throwing those dice uh, could just like hold for a second or finish the game or something. Because I don't know what's going to happen in July. Like what the new thing is going to be. that's going to be shoved to the forefront. Um, But with that being said... Things that need to be changed in this world have been put in the forefront of everyone. That um, With social media, especially, right? You can't turn on the TV, get on Facebook, get on, tw- God, get on Twitter. That's what I probably need you doing is getting off of Twitter. I never have a good experience after I open Twitter, unless I'm looking at Brian's stuff when he's talking about football. But you know, it's constantly in the forefront of our minds and that's what needs to happen. We need to shed light on issues in America that are happening today and have been happening and need to be changed, right? If we look at the program and, you know, a 12-step program and kind of compare it to this, I look at the first step of, you know, We admit some that we're powerless in our life and become unmanageable, right? The first step is admitting that there's a problem. And from there, then you can start to clear away the wreckage of the past by taking an honest self-appraisal and then making amends for things. And the best apology is changed behavior. So if we ignore that there are problems happening in this world right now, then how are we ever going to change? It may seem like it's star-spangled awesome for some people. But in all reality, there's definitely change that needs to happen. Um, So do your part. Educate yourself. Stay humble. Stay teachable. Um, I'm not here to preach at you, um, but these are things that are working for me. I'm a human being who is fallible and makes mistakes. And no matter how good my intentions are or um, how firm I stand in my morals and what I believe in, I still make mistakes. I still shove my foot in my mouth. I still stay, still stay. I still say, uh, say that five times fast. It's stupid shit. I I mean, it's the way the world works. Um, It's not making it okay. But what I can do is accept that I've said some things or I've done some things that are not in line with who I want to be as a human, educate myself, shut up, and then um, move forward and do better action and uh, maybe do some corrective action. So this world is crazy right now. Like I mentioned, I, you know, set that up, but acceptance um is a big topic that pops into my mind. And I've had to look at a lot. <laughs> if you <laughs> have ever had the pleasure of hearing me discussion lead at a meeting before or bring topic, whatever term you use in your part of the world. Um It's a good bet I'm going to talk about resentments or acceptance. Um, And no one ever wants to hear, still to this day, like anytime I open up a big book and I'm like, all right, we're going to be on 417. I can see eye rolls. I can feel eye rolls. I can hear sighs because it's annoying, right? But at the same point in time, the things that I find most annoying or like frustrating in the program is because they're so true. When I have someone that I don't get along with really well, oftentimes what I don't like in them is what I don't like in myself. But acceptance has been a big thing for me lately is because I do have to live in this world and deal with people who have different opinions than I do and who have different personalities. And I can't just shut it all out, you know. I can't be an asshole to my ignorant coworkers. I can't, you know, be an asshole to the ignorant people at Publix. I can't be an asshole to everyone. Doesn't mean I'm perfect at that one, but, um, Acceptance does not mean you have to agree with something. It does not mean that you should be silent when there are things that are abhorrent that are going on, right? You don't have to accept racism. You don't have to accept bigotry. You don't have to accept homophobia. You don't have to accept xenophobia. You don't have to accept misogyny. You don't have to accept any form of sexism, anything like that, right? But what I can do is accept that I have to be in certain situations with people who have differing opinions, even if I think they're wrong, um, and learn how to control my reactions, Right. Politics is such a fickle thing. And right now, a lot of people are positing that human rights are a political issue, which is false, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, And I have the opportunity to show up in the best way that I can. Like I said, by educating myself, I'm going to beat that in everyone's head today. Educate yourself Um, and don't just educate yourself on the side that you firmly believe in. Do some like op- opposing education as well. I've had to do that because um, I tend to lean toward like, oh, well, this supports my my opinion and my thought. Um, but sometimes I need to see what the other side is to make sure that it's not just my perspective that is skewed or I'm not, you know, I, I need to have a fully formed, full, route, well-rounded um, education before I'm able to have healthy discourse. So educate myself and then also choose the moments where um, is it worth it? To get into an argument about politics, not human rights. I didn't say human rights, politics with my coworker. Probably not. Like, I actually, no, not because every time that happens, you know, they sit there and have a smile on their face after the fact and go on about their merry way. And then I'm frustrated and sitting in the bathroom and thinking of 7,000 ways that I can just like quit my job and never come back. But I have bills to pay and cats to feed and podcasts to pay for. So I need my job. And I need to be able to interact with people in the world. So if we take politics and the current state of the world out of it, it can also and definitely applies to things like being in a meeting um, or being in service structure with people. <laughs> Talk about putting a bunch of Taipei or potentially like very opinionated people into a room with each other who have the best of intentions. Um, but we step on each other's toes because sometimes those intentions get like you know, covered up by our actions and we hope we're trying to do the right thing, but really some of it becomes self-serving and some of it just shows up the wrong way and we get really passionate. Um, and so when I can accept that maybe someone else doesn't also want to host a football tailgate as a fundraiser and I can accept that maybe there's a different fundraiser that we would be best for the whole um, for my entire fellowship Then I'm able to show up to that event and be understanding and be of service to the newcomer, uh, be of service to someone else who might be struggling because that's my purpose here is to continue to outstretch my hand as someone else outstretched their hand to me. Um, So acceptance has been a struggle because I still view acceptance as agreement sometimes um, and they're not the same. And acceptance is not a magic wand. I thought that for a while I would get frustrated hearing that topic in meetings because I'm like, well, how, right? Like I keep praying for the chick that made fun of me in high school and I still like have an issue with her. I keep praying that I might accept the situation where my, I don't know, X, Y, or Z is going on. I can't even think of a good example right now, but I don't have to agree with it. I accept that American cheese exists in this world. I do not agree that it is a cheese. I accept that the New York Jets play football. I don't agree that they should even be a contender in high school football, but they exist, right? And so I can accept those things and move on. But how did I get to that point of acceptance? Definitely a whole lot of prayer. Prayer is an action. Um, meditation and taking moments to calm myself, especially when I'm really fired up because I am a very fiery person. Um, and then also listening for other people's perspectives. You know, maybe we have a different opinion on what tablecloth to use at a fundraiser. And I ask, well, why do you think we need to use that? And not like, oh, why do you think we need to use that? But like, hey, why don't you tell me why you think this fund or this tablecloth is the right tablecloth? And once I can hear someone else's perspective and why they feel that way, oftentimes I'm more able to see their side if only this would work in more things in our life, right? There is a line, right? You have a line in your heart of what is moral and what is right and what is true. And those you should stand up for. If you do not stand for something, you'll fall for everything. Thank you so much, Alexander Hamilton. So, but on the periphery, on the other stuff where it's about like, you know, American cheese or the New York Jets or, you know, um, how a meeting is run, you know, or, um, differences of, of opinions in meeting names. Uh, there was one that was posted in a recovery page recently that I felt violates some traditions. I don't like, Think it's. I just don't like it, right? Um, and that's another TED Talk of why I don't like it. But what I can do is I can accept that like that was their choice within their group conscience to continue on with that name. And it's not hurting me to just not go to that meeting. It's not hurting me, like I would be hurting other people if I stood up and you have to find that line of where does it become, is this actually a problem? So yeah, acceptance has been an issue for me. It's always an issue. It's been an issue for me for 28 years of life, Um, but I'm trying to be more accepting and acknowledge other people's perspective and listen to people and still stand true in things that I believe. Um, And I'll keep mentioning that because I really do think it is important to stand up for what you believe in, even when it's hard, right? Even when, if you're the only person standing there, Um, so yeah, acceptance. Along with acceptance, I kind of want to talk about losing friends in recovery. And I'm not talking about death. That is a huge, heavy part. um, And that's a different conversation to be had at a different time. Um, when I maybe have someone else and we can talk about our experiences with it, but losing friends within the program. When I came into the program three years ago, I had one friend, um, a handful of other acquaintances, um, not friends with that person anymore. Um, then after that, I had a really, really close friend and then our lives changed and, um, we're just at different points and it kind of faded out. Um, and then more recently, you know, I've, I've lost some close friends of mine. Um, and it's not easy because in my head, I want to have this like idea of like the best friends that you grew up with. Right. I was always very jealous of this group of girls in high school. They all lived on the same street and they all went to elementary middle school together. I remember at homecoming my senior year of high school. Um, they all wanted to take a photo with just like the girls who lived in that neighborhood on that street. And I felt super left out because I lived in a different neighborhood and I didn't go to elementary school with them. And I didn't think that made me any less worthy of being their friend, but I understood like they had a different foundation than I did with our friendship. Um, and to this day, they're all still friends and I'm not friends with them anymore. Some of that may be alcoholism and addiction. Uh, not some of it may. Definitely a good bit. I was more focused on myself and and also just wanted to like restart when I got to college, but then I ended up doing way worse. Um, but anyway, so, you know, that bothered me, right? That like I, I wanted that. I wanted the foundation of these people that I was best friends with growing up, right? So I wanted people that I grew up with in the program. And I still have friends that are from um, like... Hey, Phil, or Will, excuse me. I have married your first and last name together in my head. What's up? Um, so uh, I, you know, I wanted that. And so I wanted that in recovery too, right? Like I wanted the people that we all got sober together and we we started out and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I have some of those people that are in my life today where I'm acquaintances with them, but I feel like we grow. Um and different experiences show up. I'm not the same person I was a year ago. I'm not the same person I was two years ago. I'm not the same person I was three years ago. And thank God I'm not the same person I was five years ago. Um, so as we change and more parts of us start to grow up and, you know, I start to peel back layers of who I am and, you know, clean up the wreckage of my past, different friendships appear. Um, there's a friend of mine, very knowledgeable man who has sent me the a reason, a season, or a lifetime passage way more than I would care to receive it. But it's very true. Some people are in our lives for a lifetime. Um, and maybe they're in our life for a lifetime, not in the same capacity as they initially were. Some people are in our lives for a reason. Some people are in our lives for a season. Um, and I'm grateful for those experiences with the people that I've lost in my life recently because they made me who that I, who I am. Sometimes they make bad parts, right? Where I get frustrated and angry and resentful. But from that, I can grow by facing those head on and using the tools that were set forth in this program and for me in therapy, because therapy is a big part of it for me, um, and grow from them or continue to sit in the shit and then grow later, I've done that. I still do that. There's plenty of things that I need to work on. Um, Someone once told me that I was not going to be able to date or have a healthy relationship until I finished working on myself. And honey, I got like 10, 15 more years of working on myself. I'm going to be working on myself for the rest of my life. Um, But I wish I could just be like, oh, well, I've done a couple of years of therapy. I've done steps multiple times. So like, I'm good to go. I'm perfect now. Um, But every couple of months I have a new thing that kind of Is a thorn in my side and I have to face head on. So yeah. So losing friends is hard. If you've had an experience where you've lost a friend in recovery, um, whether you just had some distance or they went back out, or maybe, you know, you've started hanging out with a new crew, whatever it was, if you could send me your your feedback and your experience on that, that'd be great. Cause then hopefully I can get another perspective on the situation. It has been very hard. I felt very, very lonely because things changed didn't help that quarantine makes things even weirder and it's this year there excuse me this time last year in June things were super social and lots of fun things to be done and trips hiking and going out and doing things and dancing the night away and all that is not happening so I have a lot more time to sit in my house by myself and um TikTok helps I do love TikTok um but it doesn't make it 100% easier. So if you have feedback on that, I'd love to hear it. Shoot me a DM. You can shoot it to me on Instagram, Facebook, snail mail, whatever, find some way and it will get to me. Um, and we can talk about it and I can get your experience too. And you know, the, the only way we can do this, not the only way, one of the many ways we can do this is by growing together, right? It's a, we program it's uh, we're in a world together. Um, And I have not had an experience of growth where I was able to do it 100% by myself. Maybe there's certain things that only go to my therapist, but that's me doing it with her and her helping me through that situation. Um, I need other people's support and I need other perspectives and I need feedback, no matter how hard it is to to hear sometimes. Um, So yeah, losing friends is hard. Changing is hard, growing up is hard. but no one said any of this was going to be easy. Yeah. Like, I don't know anywhere in a big book where it tells you it's going to be easy unless it's the easier and softer way. And I already tried that for a long time. Um, so life isn't easy, but it's definitely worth it. And we keep on trudging. Um, so. Oh as I'm perfect time to plug this shirt as I'm pulling cat hair off of it if you're watching and you're noticing I'm wearing this wonderfully soft shirt that says miserably content on it you should check out miserablycontent.com and uh, my friend Jake makes some killer clothes some comfortable clothes for uncomfortable people um so go on there buy a shirt they have a lot of fun saying some of them are really uplifting i like the ones that are slightly you know um uh, I don't know, miserably content. I thought that one was more funny, um, but they're super soft. He's really good on the shipping. They're all made by you know a wonderful person that's in recovery, and um, they come in a little box, and you get a sticker, like a decal. You can put it on your car, put it on your laptop, put it on your book, put it on whatever, um, and it's in this cute little packaging with the same sticker in a smaller version. Um, but they're wicked soft, guys. Um, and why wouldn't you want to support someone in your community, right? So support miserably content, get a cool shirt. Um let me know what shirt you get, post it on the social media and then um tag me in it. So I can see what you get and we can all, you know, give shout-outs to Jake and his killer killer brand. So yeah, support miserably content. So good segue into that. Uh that's the plug for today. So yeah, um acceptance, letting go of friends, letting go, letting go is a big thing there's a phrase let go and let God that gets said a lot in recovery, especially if you're sitting at a clubhouse and you get to, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Well, comfortable clothing for uncomfortable people. We all want to give him your money. Let him take your money. Um, but support, support Jake. Um, but anyway, so there's that phrase, let go, let God, if you're sitting in a a clubhouse, you're probably going to see one of those stickers across the podium or on a table. Um, and I never really understood what that meant because I was like, well, what am I letting him do? Right? Like I understand that I should be giving over my life and allowing him to be the one who's truly in control me. Stop trying to fiddle with crap that I can't control. Um, but the biggest part is accepting, or excuse me, gosh, it's Freudian slip. Um, is allowing the results to be in God's hands. Whether it's God for you or a higher power or a flying spaghetti monster, whatever your version of your higher power is, right? Don't be turned off by the fra- by the word God. That's just easier for a lot of people, easier for me. So yeah, so it's the results, right? I'm allowing the situation. Allowing sounds like I'm having a lot of power in it, but for me, I guess that word makes sense. But um, in those situations, I'm giving over the control, And letting the results be in God's hands and, um, letting go and just like letting God do his thing. I truly believe that that section on four seventeen that I love so much where it says nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake is true. Um, if it wasn't true, damn, he's got a sense of humor in my life. Um, I still think he does, but you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, I sat in a Bible study once where <laughs> it was really bad. This happens to me more frequently than I'd like to admit where I share an opinion and then someone sh- magically shares the completely opposing opinion. It makes me look like an asshole straight after that. Um, but I told my story, we had to tell our stories in this Bible study. And, um, you know, everyone else had stories where they had struggles, right? Um, divorce, uh, blah, 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 pick a thing. Like I'm not belittling divorce. I'm just saying it's like, things like that. Like they had struggles, but then I get up there and I'm like, we're going to talk about some heavy shit. Um, and I just like tell my story. And then I said that thing about how like nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. And then the woman that shared her story after me proceeded to have a piece of paper that she had printed a copy for everyone, pretty much saying that like, we need to get rid of that phrase. And I wish I could elaborate more on that because to be honest, I didn't even give it the time of day to read that because I was like, this is not not how, what I believe. Um, and maybe that works for her. But what works for me is knowing that every time that I've slipped up, every time that things haven't been good, that they're there for a purpose. And every time the good stuff, like the good stuff it has a purpose, right? It keeps me going. It provides me hope. And being able to look at other people's experiences and see their joys and their struggles and learn from both of them. Um, so, yeah. If you feel differently that nothing happens with a purpose, shoot me a DM and we can get really uncomfortable and talk about it. We can get uncomfortable and wear our comfy clothes from miserably content because um, I'd love to hear feedback on that too. So send me your feedback on anything and everything that I've talked about either here today or in the past and send me suggestions of guests, people you'd really like to hear. I don't know everyone. Um, especially right now where I'm not in as many in-person meetings like any, actually, um, send me people that you'd like to hear from so I can have them on here and I can learn from new people and you can, um, dig deeper into their stories and their experiences. So I'd love that feedback too. And topics, if you're like, Hey, I really want to hear an episode on the New York Patriots. Like we could talk about that for an hour. We could, I could do that. And I've got people I can, you know, I've got people who would <laughs> come on and talk about the Patriots or music or whatever it is. His um, recovery is a practical way of living. It's not just like, oh, this thing we do one hour, maybe in a day, if you're going to a meeting every day or the 15 minutes, 15 minutes every two weeks, that you call your sponsor or the occasional time that you log into a Zoom call for a convention planning meeting or whatever it is. Right. It's a daily practice. Um, It's a practical way of living and we're living 24 seven. So um, I have to show up with action and yada, yada, yada. So thank you if you are here listening. Hopefully this wasn't incredibly embarrassing and cringy to watch. Um, So yeah, I feel like it may have been, but we're here. It's great. So yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you if you're a frequent listener. I really appreciate it. It makes my heart happy um, that someone else wants to hear the experiences of others and maybe a little bit of me too. Um, So yeah, come back next week, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, when Taylor is here and we can talk about some healthy masculinity and other subjects. And then tune in every week on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, to hear more guests and more experience. And I hope you all are well. Peace and love, my friends.